0: Hi, friends. I'm Mandy. And I'm Missy. And we're the Wayward Homesteaders. For us, life is homesteading, homeschooling, and entrepreneurship. We love gardening, herbs, student led learning, unschooling, raising livestock, and figuring out how to lead a more self sufficient life.
1: Grow with us as we talk about creating a homestead full of poop, plants, and permaculture. Yeah, Hall Forge. And this is Missy at Homesteading Roots.
0: So today we're going to continue our series on gardening. We're going to be talking about gardening with kids and gardening in um, regards to mental health. So that seems like a lot of things to tackle in one, but it all sort of relates to each other. Um, We're going to talk about just kind of your family's dynamics and how you can figure out like what are the personalities within your family? What are the jobs in your family as far as your garden goes? Um, And then how does that all kind of tie into mental health? Because a lot of times, you know, you have these really big aspirations to make an awesome garden and something fails. We talked about that two podcasts ago, I guess. Um, And then last podcast, what we would improve. And sometimes those fails can really eat at you and you Maybe you just want to throw in the towel. or You're like, I'm never growing brassicas again. That's me. Um, I hate growing brassicas. Um, this year, my watermelon failed. And now I'm like, well, I'm just never going to grow watermelon ever again, which is a terrible attitude. Um, so before we do all that, we're going to do a quick life update. Um, just like a couple minutes, tell you what's happening with us and where everybody is and what's going on. So Missy, what is happening in Florida?
1: Oh, my Let me switch back to chapter one here. Um, so Mason started school last week. He's in 11th grade at Navarre high and that went off without a hitch. Um, he's happy there. That's his jam. So he's been doing that. We are still in the rut of trying to sell our house. Um, showings coming in here and there, nothing real promising. Um, We've, you know, realized that how the market has turned and it's now becoming a buyer's market. So, um, it's completely different than it was even three months ago, um, So that's been interesting being in the middle of that and dealing with that because we're kind of on both ends of it. We're in the selling market and we're also in the buying market because when we go to move, we're going to have to buy. So that's been very interesting. Um, We've been canning and preserving as much food as we can. We have been dealing with a lot of storms. Um, I guess we're kind of in prime hurricane time. So we've been getting some pretty hefty thunderstorms. Vanessa is still with us. She will be leaving to go back to PA on the 22nd. Um, Jared and Sawyer are just doing their thing. Uh, They've been helping canning and husk corn and all that good stuff over the weekend. So yeah, we're just kind of taking it one day at a time and seeing what the good Lord throws at us. And we made a really interesting discovery,
0: I guess like last week, um, that your farmer's market sells bushels. Yes. Which was really exciting. I mean, if you've been following along, you know that Missy's been like a little bit because, uh, you know, here you can get bushels of things anywhere you spit. Um, but it's not quite like that in Florida. So she was super excited to find that she could buy bushels. And they were really about the same prices here, which I was really surprised considering how different the growing season is. Right. Right. Yeah. So if you check out their Instagram, we put a picture up Monday, I think. What day is it? It's Tuesday. Is Tuesday. Right. No, just kidding. When you listen to this, it'll be Thursday. Um, <laughs> so but on Monday, um, we had put up a really cool picture. So Missy has this beautiful shelf that was, it was your grandfather's, right?
1: My grandfather built it for my grandmother in 1958.
0: Yeah. And it has it's done some hard travel. Um, yeah. It traveled from PA to It didn't go to Alabama, did it? It didn't go to Alabama, now. Yeah, so it's gone from PA to Florida. It'll be going back to PA. But beautiful picture of all the stuff that they can, green beans and corn and peaches and all kinds of really great stuff that they can, you know, enjoy here or there or wherever wherever they are for however long. So that was really cool for them that they could find that stuff grown by local farmers there. Um, so life update from us, um, kind of just like normal, ha, normal. Summer, I guess. So, Bud is working. He's 12. Um, He's working with a friend that is a farmer. They pick corn, peppers, and pumpkins. Obviously, they're not picking pumpkins yet. Um, They've been doing corn and peppers. So, I got a nice little, probably a half bushel of jalapenos that were not good enough for him to send off to the auction which was great. Um, so I'm going to be turning those into jalapeno jelly um, that we can use in like cream cheese or whatever. So that's been pretty cool. He's really enjoying that. It is early mornings and sometimes it's not really a late night. We go to bed super late. So it's not that late for him, but when you don't go to bed till midnight, then he's got to get up at 430. It's a little bit of a short night, but he always takes a nap when he gets home. So he's loving that. That's been super fun. You know, he's making a little bit of extra money doing that. And then obviously still running his business. He's been selling fire starters and stickers this summer. Um, and as we get closer to Christmas, he'll be, you know, doing his cardinal ornaments, Uh, Those are on our website at chapelforge.com. That's always Bud's, like, big thing at Christmas. Every year we set a goal that we're going to pre-sew all of these cardinals. They're like felt cardinals. They're super cute. Um, It's, what, August? you know how many we've pre-sewn? Absolutely zero. So we'll be scrambling to do those and burning the midnight oil at Christmas, as usual, with Mama. Um, Doing all that sewing, and there'll be smoke flying off the needles. Um, So that's what's happening with Bud. Um, the babies are, you know, like Missy's littles, they're just doing their thing. Jameson is wild as ever. Um, he was helping daddy tonight. We're weaning the goats. Oh, it's going to break my heart. Um, but I have to, I'm only getting like a pint of milk from her. And I know that she typically gives about a half gallon. And I talked to her previous owner and she's like, if you really want more milk, you're going to have to wean. And I'm like, can I move out for a month? So I don't have to listen to him cry. Um, Which is so funny for me because like, you know, I don't name my chickens. Like I don't have this big emotional attachment to my animals. Like my animals are here to serve me, not the other way around. And I think it's just the fact that like I've nursed all of my babies. I'm still nursing Zuzu. And so just thinking about the heartbreak that if someone just ripped my baby away from me, I know I shouldn't humanize the goats, but (laughs) it's going to be a struggle. So that's, that's why I'm of course, just preserving like crazy. I mean, we are like in full fledged. Now is the time to preserve everything. So on my counter right now, I think I told you I have the jalapenos. Um, I've been pulling probably a bushel of tomatoes from the garden a week, which is insane, but I'm happy because I did have so many things that didn't do that great. So I feel like the Lord's like, here, have some tomatoes, Um, which is good. So we're going to do salsa. Um, I picked up, my peppers were crap. So I picked up some peppers from our local farmer, got some onions. Um, so we're going to get some salsa made this week. Zad is doing hot air balloon flights, usually just in the mornings right now, because our afternoons, we really try to preserve to work on either order fire poker orders or other custom orders, or just work around the homestead or whatever. Um, Zad added wheels to our Turkey coop today, which is so fun. Um, I can move them around much more easily. It's, Not pretty at all. I put a picture of it up on Facebook if you want to see what it looks like. Um, But it works. It costs us absolutely nothing. And that's how we roll. So that's what's happening here. I covered everybody, right? Yeah, there's five of us. Yep. So that's (laughs) what everybody's doing. Um, We're definitely, I cannot even believe that, like, I'm thinking about Christmas season already. But it is coming down the pike. We normally start getting Christmas orders in October. Um, I actually already got like a large soap order for Christmas, which I cannot, I can't even believe it's August and I'm talking about Christmas. Um, but that's how our season is. And Christmas for us is definitely a make money when the money is there to be made kind of season, because we don't make a ton of money. Typically like January to March is slower for us, which I love, but we definitely have to stash the money at Christmas time. So holy crap, Christmas is around the corner and we are going to be super busy. Um, if you know us personally, or friends with me on Facebook, you know that Christmas usually has a lot of PTSD for me. In the past, we've had a broken sewer pipe and the entire basin flooded. At the same time, my husband had bronchitis. Um, so that happened around Christmas. Um, I don't remember if he tore his ACL around Christmas, but I'm pretty sure that he did shortly after Christmas. And then last Christmas, uh, right before Christmas, he had a heart attack. So I, Christmas is rough for me and not like, a cause my parents aren't here kind of way just because every freaking Christmas there's a catastrophe. And like, I'm trying not to speak that into existence, but good God, I could go for a nice calm Christmas. So that's what's happening here. I'm hoping that my bestie will be back by Christmas so that whatever tragedy comes down the pike, I can at least go like whine to her about it in person. <laughs> um, so that's what's happening with us. Um, so let's get into it. So today, like I said, we're going to talk about gardening with kids and mental health and how that all ties together. So, um, I think first of all, when you're looking at your garden, you need to figure out what are the personalities within your family? Who is good at what, what, what are they interested in? So for me, I love shopping the seed catalog. Who doesn't? What is there not to love about that? Um, I love shopping the seed catalog. I love planning the garden. Jamie normally tears up my plan, but at least it's pretty in February. Um, I love saving seed. I love learning about saving seed. Um, you know, I've done most of the, I guess the easy seed saving. So like saving from pumpkins and squashes and, um, you know, peas and beans and things like that this year, I'd really love to get into fermenting the seeds like in cucumbers and tomatoes so that I can start saving those. I grew a lot of Baker Creek uh, tomatoes this year that are, oh my gosh, striped tomatoes are, I'm never growing run-of-the-mill silly tomatoes ever again. Like I'm growing striped, awesome heirloom tomatoes for the rest of
1: my life. You're giving up on the mortgage lifters?
0: Oh, They are heirloom. I don't (laughs) know if they have those at Baker Creek. I actually didn't grow... Man, I don't know if I grew any of those here. I do love me a mortgage lifter. They are freaking delicious.
1: Yeah, but I got mine from Baker Creek and they produced, but something ate them before I got oh, to them. Oh,
0: they're so good. We just don't love like a big slicing tomato. Like we just, Zad especially, he hates a wet tomato, <laughs> a wet cucumber. He oh hates a wet God. eggplant. If it's a big old gushy piece of fruit he is or vegetable, he is not into it. So this year we grew a lot of the tomatoes we grew were smaller, um, which I, I pro tip now. Um, when I did my tomato sauce, I threw all of my tomatoes in the roaster and I didn't have to core them because I didn't have these gigantic tomatoes with these really hard cores. Yeah. And that saved me so much time. I, um, I'll, I think I'm going to do a YouTube video about this because Oh my gosh. It saves so much time. Missy and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. Um, so her and I both now, the way we're making tomato sauce is cooking them down. Whether you can do it in a stock pot. I do it in a roaster. You can do it in a crock pot, whatever you have, that's going to heat them up and make them soft. Um, and I used to do the food mill and all that crap. And then it would get runny and you know, the food mill is like a whole production in itself. Um, and you have to not really waste. It's going to the chickens and then you're getting eggs, but you know what I mean? Or maybe pigs or whatever you have. Um, But now we are just blending it up. I'm literally dumping it in the Vitamix and everything blends together. The seeds, the skins, the little teeny tops on my heirlooms that you can't even taste. Um, You could definitely do it in, I guess, a food processor would probably be the same or whatever run-of-the-mill blender you have. Um, I have a friend that does it with an immersion blender right in the pot. So that's the way to do it. I mean, and Missy, you want to talk about what, this is a little bit off topic, but why we love that method and how it helped you guys
1: yeah. So, um, I was, it was my first time doing it. So I had to head Mandy on Voxer and we were constantly back and forth about things, but, um, yeah, we do not own a food mill. So the only experience I had with doing tomato sauce was with Mandy what a, oh, year, a year or two ago. It was and two. It, was, yeah, hmm, it was born here last year. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it was two years ago. It, was torture like we were both angry by the time we were done and i'm like what is the point of this so i have avoided it like the plague i was Uh like there's no way i will just go to the store and i will buy me some hunts in the jar or whatever (laughs) um prego you know (laughs) so so I, I, like I said, I avoided it. Then when she did this um, process and was like, oh my gosh, it's life changing. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. So we had gotten the bushel from the farmer's market and put it in the roaster. I put it in um, probably like eight o'clock at night. I set it on 200 um I checked it once in the middle of the night it was fine no got and up the... I were such dorks. we are dorks I swear every time I put something in the roaster and then I go to bed I, I like dream that I'm smelling it burning oh so, yeah and then it like wakes me up and I have to go check it yep so um yeah so I checked it once in the night got up in the morning they were beautiful shriveled up juice on the bottom so I was like let's go for it so we plopped them right in the blender and we don't have a Vitamix we just have a Uh, Ninja blender and it did perfectly fine seeds all of it just went all in blended it all up now I don't know if down here they have to down here know like canning tomatoes are when I called the farmer's market she's like we have six by sixes I'm like uh what's that what's (laughs) What's a six by like one tomato right what's a six by six um so she said that they are kind of they're the closest thing to canning tomatoes but they didn't have canning tomatoes, so I was like, okay, just give them to me. Well, mine produced a whole lot of juice. I'd gotten five quarts of sauce and seven quarts of juice. So I, to me, they would have been slicing tomatoes back home. Yeah. Uh, but the process, holy cow, it was so much easier. And like, I mean, we had everything bottled up and ready to go in the canner in like twenty minutes. It was, it was awesome.
0: <laughs> and Jeremy can eat it without heartburn.
1: Yes, Jeremy can eat it without heartburn. So we learned from somebody that for some reason...
0: Uh, Sarah at um, Living Traditions Homestead.
1: Yes, that's exactly who it was. Yep. Um, she she has tried, she gets indigestion from tomato sauce and Jeremy gets really bad indigestion. Like he'll be up like gagging at night, you know, from tomato sauce. She found that if she left the cores and the skins and the seeds in and just blended them all up, that it helped. So we tried it and we made that night, we had made gosh what did we make i guess it was just oh it was meatballs meatballs sandwiches and jeremy ate some and he's like the next morning he said what did you do different about that tomato sauce and i was like oh no uh <laughs> i cooked it with seeds and skin why and he's like i thought for sure i was gonna be up all night with indigestion he's like i didn't have it at all and i was like praise the lord right ptl right so now he can enjoy tomato sauce yeah it's
0: amazing so i know that was a little bit of- that's rabbit trail, but fun tips about tomatoes. So, um, back to personalities, jobs, dynamics, all of that. So for us, again, I love saving seeds. I love shopping for the seeds. I love the planning. Um, I just, I just love when things start to come in, you know, like I usually will go out like after dark with a headlamp, and I'm like picking things. That's when, you know, everyone is calm in the house and I can sneak off to go do that. Um, plus I don't want to be sitting there picking tomatoes when it's hundred degrees outside. Um, so anyway, I'm out there looking like a dork with my headlamp and it's fantastic. So, but anyway, I just love like hunting for the tomatoes and I do square foot gardening. So I um, have a lot coming in in one place and i know that's not for everyone like my mom they square foot garden too but she said they were going to spread theirs out a little bit because she just hates like digging i got garden sleeves this year which my dad recommended to me they're from farmer's defense um you can look them up online and they have all these cool patterns and i got these awesome ones with mushrooms not because they were mushrooms but more because they were like neon and i'm obsessed with neon colors um dude, they have like thumb holes and I feel super cool when I wear them. Um, but they protect your arms like crazy. So if you also square foot garden, you're maybe gardening in a smaller space and you're trying to squeeze in as much as you can. Um, my arms are like super sensitive. So if I'm like picking beans and tomatoes and things, they're always scratched up and those sleeves are amazing. So my job in our house regarding the garden is, really just the whole act of gardening and the kids love helping. I mean, Jameson loves helping Susie's only one, but she sits there and eats dirt and contributes. Um, and Bud loves to garden. He loves planting seeds. Um, he loves picking, you know, he loves all of that. Um, Zed, he would help. Like if I asked him, he would go help me pick and all of that kind of thing. But he is definitely more of our infrastructure guy. And the deeper we get into our homesteading journey, the more I'm realizing that, that's his thing. Like he, like tonight with the Turkey um, coop that he put on wheels, like, you know, he goes in the shop, he gets out all of his little tools. He does this thing. And he just like whips up this coupe on wheels in like five seconds. If I had to do something like that, are you kidding me? Maybe in three weeks, we might have something that resembles some kind of coupe on wheels. And let me tell you, it probably wouldn't roll.
1: Um, It'd probably be on sleds.
0: Oh Lord. That's exactly. I'd be getting the plastic sleds out of the top of the <laughs> shed. Here we go. This is on wheels. Um, that's just not my thing. But it is so Zad. Zad is all about, like, engineering things and just – he's MacGyver. I, I don't even know how else to describe him. Like, he is MacGyver. He whips something up from nothing, um, usually on a shoestring. Um, and that's just – that's his job. So, for our garden, you know, his job is – building the beds. Um, you know, if I need help with cattle panel, okay, well, how do I get this cattle panel to actually stay where I just shoved it in so it doesn't flop up and whack somebody in the face, you know? So that is his thing. If I needed more complicated trellis or whatever, you know, he would build that. That's definitely his thing. When we put up, uh, when we put in our irrigation, him and my dad did that together. They have very similar, the way they think about things is very similar. Um, when, when I put up my new sprayers that I put in the, you know, the corners of the garden I talked about in, in the last podcast, um, you know, that was all that he put the T posts in, he positioned them just right. So you're sure that like when it did its little, that it, you know, we weren't watering our grass because we don't need to water the stupid grass. Um, that's, that's his thing. So I think personally that it's super important that you and your family figure out who likes doing what and try to try, I know that that's not always possible, but try to give the jobs to each other that you actually enjoy. Um, because then it's not going to be drudgery. You know, Zad enjoys if I bring him, well, most of the time, if I bring him with a problem and I'm like, Hey babe, come up with a solution for this. He almost always can't. He enjoys it. He loves seeing outside the box. He doesn't like monotony. He doesn't like, you know, the same tasks every day or whatever. So that's that's where he shines so missy what does it look like at your house who likes
1: what who doesn't like what so um at our house mason he is 16 he has no interest in any of it thinks it's all waste of time you know that's his age right now which is okay whatever it's not for everybody um I like to do the buying of the seeds, the planning. Jeremy is like Zad, like he's the infrastructure guy. He plans out like where things are going to go, what needs built, um, how we're going to get water there. You know, all of the good things. I- he'll sit down with me and he'll draw out a map and I can't look at a piece of paper and like have the little tiny squares and like understand like in my head that that's, you know, a square foot or whatever. I, I'm not good at that. So I let him do that. And he figures out, I tell him what the companion plants are this and that. And then he figures out where the things go and how much room we're going to need, how much dirt we need. Um, he actually, this, like baffles me. So we were having issues with our water here is city water. So it's highly chlorinated. So our plants were, were not thriving on the water from inside, but our sprinkler system for outside is on a well. And we found that when we would water from the hose, then things were thriving. So Jeremy went and got like made this drip line and attached it to our sprinkler system so that like when the sprinklers would come on, I think they come on four times a day. So when the sprinklers come on, it waters the gardens. Like he ran this drip line up along like the, the sunroom. put, you know, we had our felt pots that I had talked about before. Like they were, he drilled holes in them so that when the water would spray out and spray right into the felt pots. And every time our sprinklers came on, then our garden got watered. He, but he got this, like a, Um, expansion pipe thing for the one sprinkler that like made it stand up higher than our raised beds. And then it like sprayed out over our raised beds. It was just the, I never would have thought of that. I'd been like, Oh, well, like if I can't reach it with the hose, I guess they're going to die. So that was, that was totally him. That's, that's his, his, Line. That's what he likes to do. That kind of stuff. He he'll figure it out in a second if I give him an a, an issue. Like when we were canning, um, I had all these rings for the for the jars, just like all over the counter, and I kept pushing them, moving them out of my way. Doesn't he go out in the garage and ten minutes later he comes in with his pegboard thing that he like screwed together so that I can like put the wide mouth um, rings on this little pegboard and the the regular mouth ones on. I was like, you are amazing. Like I would have just oh, kept moving.
0: Oh, is that? I mean you've seen mine on top of the fridge and, oh yeah like
1: do I keep yeah. it organized I yeah and like don't. I, I had rings everywhere Well, he gets oh, a, yeah. a bungee cord and, and takes it from one end of my um shelf in my pantry to the other and strings all these rings up and I'm like you're a genius he's like not really <laughs> like,
0: right you and I are just like <laughs> living our filth thank you
1: right we haven't been like a Walmart shopping bag because like they're all in our way and they're like here. Let me string them up. I, so that's Jeremy's thing. He
0: apart Amazon box and yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, He can look at something and it's a problem for me, but he can find the solution for it. So he's good at doing that. Um, Sawyer and Jared are basically the same as Jamie and Zuzu. Um, Sawyer loves to plant the seeds. So does Jared. Jared's more meticulous about it. Sawyer not so much. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, you want one seed? Well, here's four. Um, you know, and then whatever. We just we just roll with it. Gardening. What? Free
0: spirit gardening.
1: Yes, totally. That That's Sawyer all the way. Um, and, you know, finds the dandelion. I got you a special flower. Like, he's just excited about all of it. So, um, that's, that's what they like to do. Uh, they're not so much into picking, which is okay, because I love going out and harvesting oh. stuff. They get excited looking at it, but they're like, mm, is it going to hurt me? Is it going to poke me? I think that could be because I made them... Um, harvest radishes with me and radishes are pokey they're the worst (laughs) so i think i turned them off to it oh i mean i love radishes but i hate harvesting them good grief um so yeah that's kind of where we're at i mean we all have our own little niches that benefit to it but um yeah
0: you know what i always think about like when jamie brings me a flower like zuzu will eventually bud always did too yeah And I probably, I probably read this somewhere at some point, but like, you know, you look at it and you really try to appreciate those moments, but like, sometimes I'll bring it to you and you're, you know, you turn around just out of whatever. And you're just like, what? And they bring you a flower and like, they're, this sounds so sappy, but like, they're giving you what they have, like what they have is a flower. Right. And like, when you think like, it makes you like want to cry. Cause you're like, that's what they have to give. Right like in their little three-year-old self, like this is what I have. I don't have anything else to give you but this flower and this is the best I can give you. And, oh, Ugh, I, I hear know you. when I yes. think about that and then I think about when I'm 60 and I'm like, wait, Ugh. give me another flower. Oh, he's going to vomit. <laughs> Alton wants a flower out of the yard. Oh, he's going to vomit. <sighs> oh my goodness. Okay, so, once you figure out what everybody's jobs are, personalities are, and I feel like I should put a little layer on this because um, sometimes there's, like, flows in life, ebbs and flows, you know, <laughs> of life, where, like, somebody might have to take over the gardening. Like, last summer, I was super pregnant in the middle of July. Zuzu was born in the middle of July. Um, and so, like, Zad and Bud had to take over the harvesting. So I definitely feel like there is a little bit of, okay, like we couldn't reverse it in that I, could I build a garden bed? Probably would it be very well thought out? <clears throat> Likely no. But as far as like the daily keeping things running on the homestead things, you know, but and Zad would definitely, if I was pregnant next summer, for instance, or whatever, they're going to go harvest. Like they're not going to be like, oh, that's not my job. So we're just going to let all those tomatoes rot on the vine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like sometimes you need to just have a little bit of flexibility in, you know, what everybody's jobs are and whatever. And I feel like that's definitely easier depending on where you are in your homestead journey, you know, like for Missy and Jeremy, they're going to be moving on to their new homestead hopefully soon. Um, and once they get all of their things established, it's going to be so much easier, you know, like for us, we're sort of, I don't want to say we're on autopilot because then that makes it sound like we're not enjoying it, but you know, I could easily be like, "Hey, babe, I need you to go pick the tomatoes tonight, and we just kind of roll with." Everybody knows what needs done. Um. So, anyway, so how does all of that tie in to mental health? So, first of all, like I talked about just a little bit in the beginning, is you just can't let this is just applies to everything. You just can't let your failures dictate the rest of your life and missy and i are so guilty of this like we'll fail at something and we're like nope we're never doing it ever again don't even talk to me about it (laughs) like don't i don't even want to talk about it i don't just go away tomato Uh, sauce right tomato sauce oh my gosh (laughs) jeremy and i sitting there skinning those tomatoes over that vomit yeah um like way more vomit than like the little kid bringing me a flower um and how that makes me just breaks my heart anyway so um yeah the you just can't let those little quote failures bring you down and I man I was there or am there was there with the things that didn't work out in my garden. I had in my mind like I bought this farm wagon a couple months ago and it's adorable. It's from like I forget how old it is. It's like 50 years old or 100 maybe it's 100 years old. It's old. And so I bought this farm wagon on marketplace And I was like, oh, this is going to be so great. I'm going to have all these gourds, and I'm going to put them on the farm wagon and put it at the driveway, and it's going to be beautiful. Well, I've gotten, like, no gourds. The gourds that I did have that were doing successful on the trellis are now rotting. So, I mean, we're at, like, zero. We're at freaking ground zero with the gourds. So... I need to obviously figure out what the problems are and why these gourds are not doing well. And it was kind of like dragging me down. Like I would walk out to the garden and I'm like, Oh great. I grew some tomatoes, like big freaking whoop. Um, (laughs) You know? Oh, and I grew a couple like, uh, what are they called? Zinnias, you know? And, and I did, I'm being, I'm exaggerating. I did get like beans and I grew cucumbers and herbs and like whatever. Um, But then I feel like I have this whole bottom garden you know, like I've explained before, I have like a thousand square foot. That was my original garden. We added a thousand square foot to the bottom, which is one big garden. And I feel like my whole bottom garden is nothing. Like I do have some sunflowers coming up, but other than that, I feel like it's nothing. And so it's just so defeating because every time I walk out there, I'm like, Oh good. I have this whole half a garden that I grew nothing in like go me. Mm -hmm. Um, So it can like take a toll. You know, Missy talked about in the failures one, like the things that failed for them. And now she did get 10 beautiful watermelons off of one seed, which, you know, then you have these redeeming things like 10 watermelon off of one seed, or I bring in like a whole bushel of tomatoes, like once a week from the garden. And those things do kind of give you a boost. Um, But you, here's the other thing too. And man, I am, I am so not perfect at this at all is I really try not to focus on that stuff because my kids see this crap. Like my kids see me like being like, Oh, I suck. Cause I didn't grow, you know, gourds or whatever. Um, and I need to, I need to change. And I, I do often change it. It's just the initial, <clears throat> excuse me, the initial, um, realization that it failed, you know, I need to not have my kids see me just beating myself up about how I failed at this. And I am not perfect at that. I mean, I, my, and I'm sure Missy released this or anybody that has a gap in their kids, your older kids are like the guinea pigs. Oh, totally. <laughs> get Like the roughest, uh, hardest cool. life lessons, like school of hard knocks. That's what the oldest kid gets. And then the younger kids, by the time the other ones come along, so mine are 12, three and one, um, you know, by the time they come along, you're like, Oh, right. Okay. I did this really crappy with the other one. Let's not repeat this. Um, But it's hard. I mean, it's a it's a mindset that like you have to and we're not saying like, oh, you have to be butterflies all day long. But, you know, just trying to establish those healthy habits. So, Miss, what do you have to talk about about mental health?
1: So I have a couple points to bring up. Um, One would be like just practicing acceptance. Like most of our suffering comes from trying to control things that we can't. Um, the more we accept the limits of our control and unpredictability of life, the more peace of mind we can find. And gardening is a great way to practice. Every day is one more reminder from Mother Nature that we're not in control. And I kind of find that helpful because I'm a self, um, I don't know, self-diagnosed, I guess you would say, control freak. Um, I feel like if something goes wrong, I take things like that so personal. Um, Gardening is definitely one of those things that um, can show you that you are definitely not in control. Um, I learned to practice acceptance in my own garden um, when my it was what was it came up first was my lettuce. Um, I got all excited because the lettuce was ready to be picked and Sawyer and Jared wanted to come help. And I was less than enthusiastic when they asked if they'd come, could come help. And Jared went and pulled the whole plant instead of pulling the leaves. Ah. I was kind of like, okay, whatever, that's fine. It's a, it's a simple plant. It was one seed. Um, But then I also, you know, in my mommy heart, I get to thinking, okay, I could have a perfect garden or I could have a lonely place where I grow food you know? (laughs) So just don't try to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. And accept what you, what, what grows. I mean, you're not, you don't have control over the weather, the sun, you know, bugs, um, any of that stuff. So just, just accept what you can do. Um, move beyond perfectionism. Um, if, If you're a perfectionist, like I am, I know Mandy is like when we put, when we put our minds to something, we want it to be perfect. Um, Trying to make things perfect can lead to frustration, like missed deadlines, opportunities. Sometimes I don't think I don't do things because I've the last time I did it, it wasn't perfect. So I tend to shy away from it. Why bother if it can't be perfect? Um, Don't, don't. Lead your garden with that mindset that everything is going to be perfect. Um, given the lack of control that we have over certain things, like I remember a couple years ago um, when we lived on Anchor Road, one of our neighbors had a beautiful garden, and one of the neighbors went and sprayed um, pesticide or something, and it f- blew through the air into her garden, and she was just defeated and was like, w- Why do I even bother? You know, everything was perfect until they went and did this. Um, things are going to happen, and you know, just roll with it and just learn from it. Know you're trying your your best, and you know, like my mom always says that, like, d- develop a growth mindset. That, like, when you're doing something, think of how it has made you grow. And I don't know, the inability to garden perfectly, it's actually a cause for celebration because. It makes you grow, it makes you think beyond, okay, here's the perfect seed, here's the perfect place for this, this seed, and it's going to be this perfect plant. Well, you know, half the time, it's not this perfect plant, and it doesn't grow into this perfect vegetable. Um, so she always talks about having like a growth mindset. How can you grow from it? Um, like, look forward to your mistakes sometimes. Appreciate making mistakes. Look at them as a chance to learn something new um through the mishaps you can understand what happened and why it happened and what differently and just plan differently for your for your next like for your fall garden you know what can you different, do different with that um another good thing mental health wise is you can make connections um with others you know few things boost our well-being and relationships well, like gardening you know you can talk about your success stories um your failures Um, I've experienced a quick connection myself when meeting other gardeners. And there's so much to talk about, not only the nuts and bolts of gardening, but like the emotional and spiritual connections we can experience with our gardens. It's a collective effort. Um, we're all better together when we share our experiences, you know, your experience could help somebody with a problem that they're having, or your, you know, your good experience can, can benefit, you know, other people who aren't wanting to do it because they failed the first time. Um, So failure isn't always a bad thing, you know, look at the positives of failures and learn from them.
0: Yeah. And I actually yesterday was having a conversation with a friend and she did like a little bit of container gardening and she had messaged me and she's like, I, do you have any favorite books on raised? uh, No, what did she say? She said on container gardening Mm. Said well, this is a really great book on raised bed gardening, which is essentially the same thing. Um, You should also get this book on square foot gardening because they go (laughs) hand in hand. And she's like, I know that I should probably have an in-ground garden, but I really prefer gardening in containers. And I was like, well, why do you feel like you need to have an in-ground garden? Like, I don't have one, and we grow a lot of food. Um, So, yeah, I definitely... It's interesting. Like if you follow Jess at Roots and Refuse, she, um, she is definitely a teacher and she is doing an in-ground garden, container gardens, growing in a greenhouse, growing in a hoop house, you know, growing in raised beds because she, I mean, obviously because she can make a crap ton of content from all of that kind of stuff. But more than that, she wants people to just see like, you can grow herbs in a windowsill in an apartment. And she even has a video. It might be. No, it was from this year where she shows you how to grow a crap ton of herbs in a kiddie pool from like Dollar General. Yeah. um, You know, and so I think it's hard because I feel like in our minds, we're like, oh, well, our grandmas or our great grandparents or whatever, they all had these like huge you know victory gardens that were all in the ground well okay i hear that and i'm sure that was fine but you know we have learned a lot since then they also did a lot of tilling and like whatever i'm not making some big stance on tilling or whatever i don't personally like tilling or till but you know they also didn't maybe have all the resources like when they were building these victory gardens you know during world war, world war ii It's not like they had a thousand dollars to go down to the old home depot and buy a bunch of wood. Right. They they didn't even have
1: the books, you know, like the books and the info, the internet that we had, like they, they flew by the seat of their pants, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Carolyn from Homesteading Family, actually on the podcast I was listening to today, she was talking about how she loves finding books that are out of print, um, historical books that teach um, because, you know, that was like, that was the hard learning. Like, right. you know, they had to figure stuff out without YouTube, without Google, without a podcast, you know, they might not even have had like a close neighbor that they could even talk to depending on how rural it was. Right. Um, so, yeah, there there's definitely value. And you're so right. Like when you talk about how you there's never a shortage of things to talk about when you run into another gardener. Right. Like, you know, even with my dad, um, my dad and I, my dad is super introverted, um, and super, super smart. And so, you know, something I love talking to my dad about is gardening because he's very like technical and he knows like, you know, okay, this is going to cross pollinate and you need to have like this amount of space. And, you know, like he's just very good at that kind of stuff. I mean, he, he is hysterical. So he's. <laughs> buys these like you know the little water water cooler things like the gallon ones like you take it to like softball practice or whatever he buys these at yard sales for like a dollar or whatever fifty cents or a dollar and like last winter he grew basil in a water jug in his bathtub like these are the kinds of things that he sits around and engineers and I laugh but I'm like jealous I'm like I want to grow basil in my bathtub in the middle of January
1: oh my
0: gosh but like he's just funny like he he, but anyway I could even though my dad is super introverted you know we could sit and talk about gardening for an hour and we would never run out of things to talk about yeah so yeah finding a a, here's this topic again finding a community of gardeners um even if they're not in your town or maybe not even in your zone um you know like Missy and I are obviously not in the same zones and we talk about gardening all the time Um, and you know, I have other family or whatever. I have a, I guess she'd be a cousin that lives in South Dakota. And interestingly, their growing season is not that different than ours. Obviously their winter is a little bit colder, but, um, you know, it's just, it's very interesting just to talk to people. I actually, we mentioned this in the other podcast. I was fascinated when Missy moved to Florida because I'm like, Wait, what is cold stratification? Good grief. What is cold stratification? And what do you mean you start putting things in the ground in February? You know, <laughs> I cataloged in there. So, yeah, you'll never be short on community if you can find gardeners to talk to, I feel like. And it's a mental health boost. Like, when you, when you talk to someone and they're like, hey, all my cabbage got eaten by bugs. You're like, oh, my gosh, all my Brussels sprouts got eaten by bugs. Like, then you're like, oh, okay, it's not just me. Right. So, um, yeah. So I think that's anything else you want to talk about?
1: Um, no, I think we kind of covered it all.
0: I think we, we did mention when we were just talking beforehand about homeschooling and, you know, we're both very passionate and obviously all of this ties into homeschooling, whether you get your kids involved in buying the seeds or putting the seeds in or, or harvesting the food or preserving the food, like, obviously this is all you know like missy you were talking a little bit about how they learn about botany and like plant health and
1: plant right and like responsibility it's a gardening is a great way to teach your kids about responsibility you know a plant's not going to grow on its own like it needs water it needs sunlight all of that kind of stuff and they have to be responsible if you know the plant is isn't in the right place they have to make the place right for the plant right
0: yeah, it's just amazing. And I mean, if your kids are really, really into this, I mean, you can you can dig so deep—no <laughs> pun intended—you can dig <laughs> deep into this, like you know, talking about soil health and nitrogen and phosphorus, and you know, you can dig so deep into all of these things and get very, very sciencey about it. Or if that's just way over their heads and they're not into that, just make it simple. Put the seed in the ground, grow the tomato, move on. Like you know, it can be you can like this is why we homeschool. You can really culture this all around what your kids actually enjoy. Yep. So, um, okay. I think that's all we have for today. So next week, we're going to talk about making money off of your garden um, and what that can look like for your homestead, whether that is you want to make like a good serious living from it, or maybe you just want to cover this cost of your seeds and your infrastructure. Um, So, We're going to talk about that next week. We hope you guys learned something. If you have anything you want to discuss further with us, or you have any questions, um, you can find us at homesteadingroots.com and chapelhoforge.com We'll have all that info in the show notes. Um, Missy's going to have a PDF that kind of ties all this together, all of a blog that ties it all together. So you can find either of those things under the homesteading resources tabs on our website. Um, and yeah, never hesitate to reach out with questions. We love talking about this topic. We hope you guys have a great week.
1: Bye friends.